begin to study this because he went through water. The water took him from the old life to the new life. You say baptism is not necessary. Baptism is just something that we do. Oh yes, baptism, Peter said, is what saves us because baptism takes you from the old world to the new world. It was the water. Oh, Jesus. It was the water that took him from the old world to the new world. And then there's something else that happens. The Bible said that he releases a dove. Oh, help me, Jesus. He releases a dove. And, and, and the dove comes back. And he didn't find a place to, 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 to put his feet. But the next time he releases the dove, the dove comes back with an olive branch because he has step from the old land to the new land well then I see fast forward several thousand years later to a man called Jesus and in Matthew chapter 4 he's standing at the Jordan River and he says unto John the Baptist he says you gotta baptize me well do, do you have sin is that why you need to be no I need to fulfill all righteousness I've got to show you that baptism is going to take you from the old world to the new world and so he Jesus, and so he is baptized in the water and when he comes out the Bible said the heavens are opened and there's a voice that comes out of heaven and said this is my beloved son but there's something else John said I saw the spirit like a dove that came and descended and set up on him ladies and gentlemen you got to understand that God is trying to show us that what I'm doing is not temporary it's eternal I'm trying to take you out of the temporary and bring you into the eternal. I know you're governed by your flesh. I know that your flesh dictates what you're going to do. But see, that's the power of the new birth message. When you're baptized and you come out of that water into a new life and the Holy Ghost comes into your spirit and you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. The Bible said that old things are passed away and behold all things are become new now I wish I could tell you today that that ends all of your struggles I wish I could tell you today that when when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and and you are baptized that that you're you you're into this life where whoo man the birds sing and somewhere over the rainbow and there are no more struggles and there are no more temptations but even in the life of Jesus it didn't end there now we don't understand or know because none of us were there we just read and speculate but we do understand that in the duration of the three and a half years of ministry that Jesus was tempted in all points immediately I find this very interesting 
that immediately coming out of the water that he is led of the spirit now if you if you'll notice in the scripture it doesn't say a small letter spirit it says big letter spirit when it says big letter spirit it means and it's talking about the eternal spirit and so you will find very next event in his life is that Jesus is led by the spirit see see I gotta help you because some of you are all messed up because you think the events of life and the suffering of life is because of some sin you committed or something you're not doing right or, or you believe some kind of Gnosticism that, 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 that there's a sadistic God that just wants you to struggle and go through pain and misery. But you've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, the thing between eternity and the temporal. Oh, help me, Jesus. And so God sent me here for the next few weeks to talk about eternal matters. Now the psalmist said that we spend our years as a tale that's told. Man, some of your books are funny. Some of your books are sad. Some of your books are just books. But we're all writing a book. We're all telling a tale. We're all leaving some kind of a legacy. And so Psalmist said, we spend our years as a tale that is told. And he said that all of us are promised three score years and ten. That's 70 years. Some of you are like, whoo, man, can I turn the clock back? Can I rewind this sucker? And so he said three score years and ten. And if by reason of strength, they, they be longer. Here, here's what life is consisted of. It's, it consisted of, of strength and labor and sorrow. Here, here's life. You, you want a picture of life? It's going to be work, a little bit of fun, more work. And then you get to the place where everything that works hurts. And if it don't hurt, it don't work. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You, you took two of leave just to get to church today. And he said, here's what life is. It, it's, it's, you're, you're looking for some kind of utopia and you're never going to find it. If I take another trip or I, I get another house or I buy this vehicle or if I get this whatever it is, that, that that's going to bring me happiness and, and, and you may enjoy it for a moment. But then the excitement passes and, and the joy is gone and, and you're looking for something else. Because that's the temporal. That, that's the humanity that we're living in. We're always looking 
We're always looking for another product, a better product, something else to bring us joy, something else to bring us happiness. And this battle is raging in us because there's a spirit man inside of us that realizes the only answer is Jesus. The only hope is Jesus. You're trying to fill it with drugs and alcohol and illicit activities and and all these other things, but the only thing that's going to bring you satisfaction is when you have this spirit-led walk with Him. Amen. But I'm not going to tell you today, I'm not going to stand here and lie to you that when you're walking in the Spirit, every day is going to be a blessing. But Paul did say, he said, I am persuaded that the suffering of this present world is not worthy to be compared with the glory. Oh, somebody shout glory. That's where we're headed. The glory that shall be revealed in us. Now, 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 just bear with me for a moment because Paul would say things like to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I'm constrained by this body. I have a desire to stay here, but I have a greater desire to go. And you're like, what are you talking about, man? It's like the song that I believe Loretta Lynn used to sing years. This is way back. Some of you young people, you'd be like, what? She used to sing this song and said, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. It is like everybody wants to go to heaven, but if you're getting up a, a, a plane load today, just uh, take my name off the list. But Paul had reached a point where he understood something that he is trying to convey to us and to the Corinthian church. When, when he says to them, he, he says, the things that are seen are temporal. Now think about it. The things that are seen. Now go back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 7. The things that are seen are temporal. The condition of humanity is temporal. The body, now I don't want to be melancholy and melodramatic here today, but the body, and some of you have experienced this just in recent days, where the body has worn out, and Ecclesiastes says that that when we die, that our body goes back to the dust. And our spirit goes back to to God who who gave all oh, Jesus have mercy. And 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 so let's go to Colossians chapter three and, and explore some verses here before we move too much further. Because now he is talking about someone who has been redeemed, who understands now that. I've been through the water and I have the spirit resident in me, but I'm still in it. What I've come to do is to, to help somebody who can't make sense of why you got the Holy Ghost, but why you still fight temptation. You, you've got the Holy Ghost. Paul would talk about it in Romans chapter 7 when he would say, there's a battle going on inside of me. There, there's a war going on inside of me. When I want to do good, 
Have y'all went to lunch yet? Okay, just check it. When I want to do good, this thing called evil is present. When, when I decide that I'm going to be better, and most of our decisions are made through our humanity. I'm going to turn over a new lift. I'm going to write a New Year's resolution. I, I'm not going to do that. I, 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 de I declare today that today is the end of that life. I'm not going to do that. And sometimes before we even declare it, we already have desire. Are y'all going to get real with me today? You're just going to... These desires, these things, this battle, this struggle, I don't want to do that anymore. And the very thing that I don't want to do anymore is the very thing I find myself doing. And so this battle, and so he says in, in Romans chapter 7 and verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I'm caught in a vortex. I'm caught in a trap. The flesh wants me to serve it. The spirit wants me to serve it. But this and he says, but something's going to happen because uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not. Now notice what he said, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So he's explaining this to the Corinth, to the church of Corinth. And he says in verse number one, he said, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, the members which are upon the earth, or take control. Take control. See, too many of us just use that scripture and we say, Well, Pastor, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh. You know that old flesh. That, you know, it's Sunday morning and the alarm goes off. Snooze. The, oh, I want to go. Oh, it's Sunday morning. I want to go to church. I know it's going to be good. Man, the praise team's going to rock. Pastor's going to give a good word. Oh, oh, but this old flesh. The Spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. See, what we feed, what we give nourishment to, is what's going to be predominant in our life. See, 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 I got to pause for a moment and, and appeal to your reasoning today because, ladies and gentlemen, too many of us are controlled by the things we see. We're controlled by the elements of life. I can't support the church with my finances because I've got, I, I, I want. 
I, I seen something. I, I see something. But I've got to remind you again, ladies and gentlemen, what you see is temporary. What you see, you try to cover it with fig leaves. You try to appease your desires. You try to appease your cravings. You try to appease your appetites. You try to appease for things that are temporal. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy all of life that you can enjoy. But let me remind you on this Sunday morning, there are eternal matters that need to be addressed. There are eternal matters that we need to I'm not trying to hype you up or preach to your prejudice today I'm trying to awaken you to what's really real and to what really matters eternity matters more than the temporary and the whole concept of God chasing man is to try to show him that this thing called life that we live in the flesh is a temporary it's, it's, it's not for eternal value and yet we're so driven by our senses and by our humanity and we have layer after layer after layer of fig leaves on our lives trying to hide our sin trying to hide our ideologies well I don't think church is necessary I don't think religion is all that important I'll agree with you on religion but I have to disagree with you on relationship. Because long before religion ever got started, is God had a relationship with Adam and Eve in the garden. And God so loved it. Oh, Jesus. I said God so loved his relationship with Adam and Eve that when Adam and Eve chose to go a different direction God did not give up on Adam and Eve he began a pursuit of chasing them pursuing them telling them I love you because relationship is so much more powerful than religion religion is men's, man's attempt to restore a relationship with God relationship is God's love read it in John chapter 3 and verse 16 God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish here it is here it is but have everlasting 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 Ever, oh Jesus, everlasting. Look at your neighbor and say, everlasting. Everlasting. And, and the concept of eternal life is, has plagued humanity because there was a rich young ruler one time that came to Jesus and he said to him, Good master, what must I do to inherit? Notice he uses the word inherit. To inherit 
eternal life. I, I want that kind of inheritance. I, I, I want true inheritance. Some people just waiting for someone else to die so they can get some temporary inheritance. I'm spending all my money. That, that, I, no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Because the Bible said that a righteous man leaveth an inheritance for his sons and his son's sons. So I'm, try, I'm, I'm prepared for, for next generations. But, but it's, it's, it's tempting. Because you don't know what they're going to do with it anyway. Because they're going to go places you never went because you were trying to save them some money. Oh, Jesus. They're going to do things you never would do with your money. But you ain't going to know about it anyway. But there's a difference between a natural or a physical inheritance and a eternal inheritance. And so the young man said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And that's, that's a great question. So, so back to Colossians chapter, chapter 3, he said, Mortify therefore the members which are upon the earth. Notice how he says that. Which are upon the Jesus, I'm out of time, but I'm not ready to quit. Mortify the members which are upon the earth. Because he's going to begin to tell them, and I'll have to get deeper in this next week. He's going to begin to tell them that what we do in the temporary. has an effect upon the eternal. Uh, you, you, you may not want to hear that in church, but that's what you hear in church. What we do in the temporary has an effect upon the eternal. What we do today, that's why Jesus said, you should lay up treasures. Where? Treasures in, treasures in the eternal, treasures over there. Why? Because here, somebody can break into your house and they can steal the things that you are treasuring. But when you put them over there, they're out of the reach. They're out of the reach of the thief because when you put your treasures in heaven, moth nor rust nor thief cannot enter there and destroy them or devour them. And so I stand as a dying man among dying men to tell you that what we put our hope in, ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes leaves us hopeless. But I point you to Jesus today because He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the forerunner. He went before us. And the Bible said he was tempted in all points like as we, yet without sin. 
There's nothing that you're going through that Jesus Christ has not already experienced it and conquered it. To show us that in the world you shall have tribulation. I, I'm, I feel like I'm preaching to somebody today that the tribulations of life have caused you to question the suffering of the temporal has caused you to put God on hold. The, the, the suffering and the pain of your yesterdays and your todays has set you to anticipate that there's more in the future. And if it's just more of the same, then why would I ever trust God? But I came as a roadblock by the Holy Ghost to tell somebody today uh, that His ways uh, are above our ways uh, and His thoughts uh, are above our thoughts. Uh, and I came to tell somebody today that you can trust Him. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've been through. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're up against. Uh, it doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I stand here as a preacher of hope today to tell you uh, that he's an eternal God uh, and his ways are perfect uh, and his ways are past finding out uh, but he loves you uh, and everything he's done is because of you and if you can't receive that then I don't have anything else to share with you but why 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 would you and I continue to let the temporal things that we see I've got questions i got more questions than i got answers you're around me very long my wife often says she says why do you always ask to answer a question with a question because I got more questions than I got answers. You're going to have to wait for at least 30 million or maybe billion years to even get to God's throne because when I get there, I got so many questions. You just have to wait in line. I got all kinds of questions. I got questions why God would take out of my life some of the people I love the dearest. I, I got questions why some of you it seems you have more dark days than you have sunshiny days. I got questions If we're not careful, if we're not careful, our flesh eyes will become so distracted by the nakedness of life. 
We spend so much time trying to find another fig leaf of explanation, a reason, or understanding. Hope. Is hope in life or is life in hope? There's a question for you. We'll deal with it next few weeks. The enemy questioned the flesh side of God. I'll give you just a little preview. He first of all said, if you, if you be who you say you are, have you ever had your faith questioned? If you're a Christian, then why are you having to go through? If you, if you are who you say you are, then show me. Demand these stones to be turned into bread. Question your identity. The next thing he he showed him all the kingdoms, caused all the kingdoms of the world. My wife and I was talking about a certain person this week, not connected with our church, but another just a person we know, and and it seems like at this point in, of life, it, they've gained the whole world, but they're hopeless. just hopeless in our discussion we, we began to talk about what is a man profited if he gained the whole world and lose his soul all I'm, all I'm trying to do with you here in the next few weeks in this eternal matter series is just try to find a balance of what's really most important as the house lights come down and Jeremy continues to play. He said, I'll give you all this. 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 If you'll just fall down and worship me. write his last notation to the young man Timothy and he said it's been revealed to me that I'm going to put off this body I'm going to put off this body and I've got to tell you today I, I would be remiss in my job if I did not tell you that every one of us will come to a place where we put off this body going to happen because you're a twofold being you're a spirit being and you're a flesh being 
But as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed here today, I just want you to ponder. I just want you to ponder right now and the weeks to come. What are you investing in most? Oh, preacher, preacher, I'm just young. I've got my wife told me, she said, I don't know if you know it, there's been five fatalities in Midland this week. Again, I'm not trying to scare you or preach to your prejudice. I'm, I'm just trying to make you aware. I'm trying to wake you up. You think it's all about the needle you shove in your arm? You don't know what they're putting in that syringe. You don't know when you get behind the wheel of your car if you're coming home again. Dear old sister McKinney, I was reminiscing about her the other day, went in for just a nominal procedure. Something went wrong on the operating table. Never came out. Because we're going to put off this body. We're going to put off this flesh. But Paul said to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. But I've got to also tell you, ladies and gentlemen, eternity is twofold. There's a heaven and there is a hell. And so I reason with you today. First of all, are you putting more emphasis on the flesh being or the spirit? Second of all, is your spirit being ready if you put off your flesh? These are eternal matters. I tell you today, these are eternal matters. As the singers begin to sing, and as always, the front of this church is open. If you have never, if you have never asked Christ to be the Lord of your life, We give you opportunity today to do that. If you would like to pray, the front of this church is always open. How about it, friend? You can build an altar right where you're sitting right now. You can build an altar right there. What about eternity? What about eternity? What about eternity? Are you so caught up and wrapped up and so connected to the temporal that you hadn't really thought about the eternal. Yet God sent a preacher today to talk to you. God sent a preacher to talk to you. His prayer is being made all across this sanctuary. Father, 